Hey guys, real quick before we get into the episode, if you're a struggling jiu-jitsu student that is really looking for some more help and guidance and trying to figure out what you should be training and the next steps in your jiu-jitsu journey, I have an online program called the Jiu-Jitsu Blueprint for Lifelong Development because ultimately jiu-jitsu is a lifelong process, especially if you're wanting to get all the benefits out of it. So learning how to structure your training to set yourself up for lifelong is what I do. So if that's something you have interest in or want more information on, make sure you hit me up at jasonhill.com and I do an interview to make sure that you're a good fit, make sure the program would actually benefit you so that way your time's not wasted and neither is mine. Thank you guys again for supporting the podcast and we'll get on to the episode. How's it going everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Secrets Podcast. So in today's episode, I want to discuss a little bit about private lessons. This is common, a question that I get asked from either students online or even in person. Are private lessons worth it? When should they start training private lessons? And really, how do you get the most out of it? So I've been teaching and training jujitsu now for 14 years. So I've definitely taken private lessons as a student. And I've also taught, I don't know, probably thousands of private lessons at this point. So there are definitely some common mistakes that I know I did as a student. I didn't really know how to get the most value out of private lessons. And these are some of the mistakes that I have seen my students or students who I've worked with in a private lesson that um, I feel like I should just give them an idea about how to use the private lesson. So what a private lesson is, is for some of you that don't know, it's basically a one-on-one instruction time with your instructor. So it could be with a head instructor, it could be with a an assistant instructor, but basically it's just you and the instructor and you really get to go deep and they get to figure out all the problems that you might have, maybe show you something that will really help your game. And it's just that one-on-one attention that someone with a lot more knowledge can bestow on you as opposed to a group class. If you've got 10 to 20 to 30 people in a class, then the instructor's attention is kind of spread out between all of those people. Now, group classes are great because you get to train with multiple different body types and you're actually even learning from your partner that you're training with. So definitely group classes have their benefits as well too, but in the sense of absorbing knowledge and information, nothing is more valuable in my opinion than like a one-on-one. Even seminars don't, I think, have as much value because seminars, you're learning from somebody, a lot of times it's like taking prom pictures And uh, you're just there for the experience. And I'll do a whole separate podcast in the future about how to get the most out of seminars as well, too. But in today's episode, I want to talk about private lessons and some ways that you guys can make sure you're absorbing or pulling the most value and information out of them. So the first thing I will always say with a private lesson is how I think of them is they are used for really problem solving and troubleshooting. So You don't want to roll into a private thinking that this private lesson that you're going to have with an instructor is just going to, um, they're going to be able to show you the one move that's going to fix everything. Um, That could be the case, but to help that process go along, you really need to explore your own jujitsu to figure out what you're having the biggest problems with. So many times I've had students show up and tell me that they want to schedule a private. We do a private. And then I ask them a simple question about, hey, what are you having problems with? What do you want to learn? What do you want help with? And they're just like, dude, I don't know. I just suck at jujitsu. Show me something that's going to help that. And that is so 
poor time management on the student's part and really kind of waste the instructor's time because there's a lot of missing information that the instructor possibly might need. So if you're a brand new student and you're like a white belt day one, well, yeah, there's going to be some basic things that I think you need to know. And I can assume what you already don't know. But once you start to get later into your white belt career or even blue belt career, it's really up to the student to start to take ownership of their journey and figure out what they're having problems with and then use your instructor as a resource to figure that out. So if you're having problems in escaping the mount, you need to be able to articulate that and communicate that to your instructor and not just say, I suck at escaping the mount. Tell them what mount escapes you normally try and why is it not working? Is there a common counter that your training partners are doing to defend that, or maybe you're trying to make your triangles better and they always escape a specific way and you can't finish certain things. But the more information that you come with the private lesson that the instructor can start to diagnose and troubleshoot, that is like game changing impact. So I've often had this before. I've had students say, man, I scheduled a private lesson. I went out of town and I was at this guy's jiu-jitsu school and I really wanted to do a lesson with him. So I showed up and I wanted to do a lesson and then you know, it was okay. It wasn't super great. It wasn't whatever. And I was like, well, did you have anything in mind that you wanted to learn? And they were like, no, I just wanted to meet the guy. And I'm like, well, if you didn't have anything to learn and they've never trained with you, how do you expect it? They might show you a cool move. That's awesome. And you got to take that for what it's worth. But you have to understand that if you don't walk into a private lesson with like some kind of idea, you're really just throwing darts at a dartboard with like your eyes closed. Sometimes you hit a bullseye or sometimes you hit something that's pretty good, but you want to always ensure that every time that you're spending your hard earned money, you are having some kind of game changing impact. I know that when I was a white belt, I definitely did private lessons, but I usually tried to go in there with some very specific focus that I had. And here's what happens a lot of times. I'll have a student that says that they want to learn something and I'll be like, why do you want to learn that? And then we have a conversation and then they just brand, they thought that that's what they wanted to learn. But then after I figured out actually what their problem was, I'm like, well, we can do that, but I would recommend X, Y, and Z to fix that problem. And they're like, great, that's amazing. Yeah, let's go do that. So I still was able to provide value to them in changing their direction of focus, maybe to a new technique that they had never heard of before, never seen. And they got to drill it with me and make sure that it was correct. So now that way, when they go implement it with in training or whatever against someone who's trying to stop it, they have a better chance of success and they know all the details and everything. But so many times students will show up to private lessons and not have any idea about what they want to do. If you guys are really enjoying this podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it if you left me some reviews, maybe some five stars, whether you're listening to this on Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys leave this five stars, leave some nice words, also share it with a friend. You know, I don't charge anything for these podcasts and my goal is just to grow it and help the jiu-jitsu community. So thank you guys for supporting. Now, the one caveat I will get with this is I do have a few students on my schedule that do private lessons only. And so that's a little bit different of a story. And the reason why they do private lessons only is because they have such crazy work schedules. They really own businesses and their schedules are all over the places. They can only train maybe once or twice a week and they have to do it at really odd times. So I'm in control of their journey. Basically, 
they're I'm their 99% of the person that they train with. They might come to like an open mat every now and then. Sometimes I will recruit um, maybe another student to come with me. That way they can feel it on a different body style. But majority of their learning is going to be controlled by me. And that is a little bit different. It's more my responsibility at that point to pick what they need to know and what they need to learn. Not that they can't watch internet videos or they can't have questions and and they definitely can still, um, you know, brainstorm and we can still collaborate together, but a lot more of a private lesson for a student like that, that's only doing privates, it's more in my control. So it's up to me to determine what they should be training, why that is, what directions they should go a lot more. But majority of the time, most students, when they're doing private lessons, they are doing it in tangent with the group classes. So I really recommend that if you're a person that does a private lesson monthly, weekly, bi-month, bi-weekly, whatever your schedule is, or maybe once every three months because that's all you can afford or, or your time is so crazy, that you're really using the class time and the group class time and the sparring time to really ask quality questions and not just think of that. The instructor is going to just show you a magic pill that's going to fix everything. The other crazy thing that I don't do a whole lot in private lessons, unless it's with one of my students, that's only private lessons only is I don't do a ton of sparring with them. Um, I will do it some, especially if it's like we haven't done it in a while or um, it's a private lesson student because they have to do sparring and rolling. But really what we're there for is, like I said, to troubleshoot and fix problems. Whenever you're learning something, you acquire information in three ways. You take it in information, knowledge, and skill. And when the first time you're learning something, if you skip the information and knowledge phase of basically learning all the detailed steps drilling the detail steps and really getting good at baking that in and jumping straight into skill, it doesn't make any sense. So it's more valuable to me to make sure you really understand all the details and you understand how to apply it. That way, when you come back to class in a couple of weeks or the next day or whenever you come in, you can start developing it against skilled resisting opponents. So rolling is important, but in a private lesson, it's not as important. Um, It's more important if you're a private lesson only student, because I'm probably going to be one of your only uh, rolling partners and that's how it's going to happen. And that's, that's a different story about how I, how I do that with private lessons students. But um, just think about that. Like if you're looking to do a private lesson just to roll with an instructor or something like that. That's, that's just, that's not very valuable unless you're saying, Hey, I want to roll because I want you to figure out the problems that I'm having and feel the things that I need to be fixed and all of that. That's totally great. That's a different idea, but like just training and rolling and stuff like that. It's to me, it's not super valuable as figuring out and and troubleshooting and, um, you know, giving you the techniques that it needs to do. Um, just because it's like, you know, especially if the person's a lot more skilled than you, they're going to be smashing you the whole time and they could give you a bunch of ideas, but, um, you know, doing that over and over and over again for private lesson, like I said, it just is not very valuable in my opinion. Um, it is once or twice or to do it every now and then as like a spot check, but not in a continuous action, which is kind of what I'm looking at. So when do I think you should start doing private lessons? Like, is it too early to do it as a white belt? Should you wait to a blue belt, right? When should you start doing private lessons? Um, I started doing them, like I said, as a white belt, and I think they very much helped. I think it's obviously going to be different per person based upon financial 
um, flexibility and your time flexibility, usually the benefit to privates is that times are a lot more flexible. Um, you just maybe can't do it at night, but if you can get away on a weekend, usually instructors do privates then and uh, financial is, you know, financial. I would try to make sure that if I was to do a private, I could, you know, a lot of times I would pay for a couple of them up front. That way I got a little bit of a discount and I would just try to do anything I could financially to make it happen. But personally, I think you can do them as early as a brand new white belt or anytime. Um, I think it, like I said, it comes in with a specific goal. Um, now if you're coming to like five days a week of classes as a brand new white belt and doing a private, then that may not be, that might be too much. You may not need to do that there. I would say just keep coming to the five days a week until you start to figure out some problems that you're having and go from there. But if you're a person that's only doing, you know, one or two classes a week and you wanted to add a private every now and then, I would think that would be great. That's just going to help that learning process even faster. I do think you can learn too much stuff at once, especially when you're newer to something. Having information overload is a real thing. So if you're that person that's a white belt, that's super obsessed training five, six days a week, and you're doing a private lesson, you're probably going to experience burnout really quickly. Your information is going to get muddled. It's going to get kind of put together and and, and layered and, and not probably come out super smooth. And that can cause frustration and believe it or not that's the student getting in their own way and uh doing kind of some self-sabotage there when they do that so it's funny when i have a student that is that category i'll be like "Uh, -uh, we're not actually going to do a private lesson yet i want to see you make it first and get this far first and then you know maybe we'll add to it so um that's just kind of some ideas but uh you know like i said if you're there's not really a good or hard, fast start date for privates. You can do them whenever you want. Um, I do recommend everyone do do some if you can. Um, they are just massively beneficial. Like I said, I did them as a white belt and they were massively beneficial to me. Um, I've even done private lessons as a black belt. Um, I've paid people when they come into town and they're about to teach a seminar. I'll try to do a private lesson with them if I can, if I can sneak it in. If I go out of town, I'll do a private lesson with people. So I think it's just, it connects to the instructor on a different level. Now I'm a loser about jujitsu. So I like to, um, I'm not really going in there thinking they're going to show me some life-changing thing that's going to make me win pans or worlds the next time I go out and roll. I'm more just curious about their teaching style, how they teach, what they're going to show, how they conduct their lesson, their vibe, just kind of, I, I'm a nerd. I like them. I, I like to see them as a person. So it's more of kind of that, that's the idea of what I'm trying to get out of it for um, a private lesson idea. Like, yeah, is it cool if they show me something awesome? Absolutely. But that's not kind of my main goal. So um, doing private lessons is very beneficial. Like I said, you can kind of get lost in the ecosphere about how to best use them. But just like I encourage you guys for jujitsu training, have a goal, have a plan, have something that you want to work on. And then also you have to trust the instructor. So like if you come in and say, hey, I'm wanting to do bearing bolo because I want to get better at back takes. And I've seen all this stuff on the internet about bearing bolo and how good it is to get to the back. And then your instructor says, well, based upon the skill that I've seen you do in class, you know, we need to work on these things first and then it will help your bearing bolo and you having the patience and discipline and trusting to listen to them versus being like, no, that's not cool. I wanted to learn that. This is my money. I'm paying for it and kind of go that route because that's a, 
that's just a weird thing. That's just saying that you're not trusting the instructor or you're thinking that they have different intent for you or, or something. I don't know. I've had that happen before and it's just a weird conversation. Thank you guys again for supporting the podcast. In case you guys didn't know, I'm really trying to work on growing my social media presence, either on Instagram and on Twitter. So make sure you guys give me a follow over there of at Jason Hill is both handles. It's also in the show description. It's a quick way to link over. This is the best way to also ask me about questions or topics you would like future podcasts on. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. It has a lot of these topics just in video format. It's just another medium for you guys to check it out. And so that is a good way to also get some jujitsu help. So thank you guys again, and I'll see you guys later.